0: What up, what up, what up, Instagram, what up, YouTube, what up, if you're listening on an audio platform, it is time for another episode of Dreadful Talk. Um, This is episode 45, and it is a warm one here in San Jose, California, reporting live from San Jose, California, and so I do have a little fan going. If you hear it in the background, I do apologize, I was going to try to just thug it out, but You know, I feel like me wiping my face with a white tea every two seconds is just as distracting. And I don't want to be miserable while I do this podcast, so bear with me. But yeah, it's a warm one here in San Jose. It's episode 45. Would have been episode 46... Um, I had some technical difficulties last week. Um, I had on the super talented Ramvir Kapoor, and he was um, joining me all the way live from India. And he was so kind enough to you know take the time. And he's a super talented drummer and an MMA fighter. Like how often do I get a, a guest fall out of heaven into my lap that you know two of my favorite like things in the world, music and MMA, like overlap in one guest? Um, Such a bummer. Um, We were an hour into the podcast, like almost done, like had done some really quality content. Like we were really vibing because, you know, usually like uh, not all the time, but a lot of my guests I have on, I've I've either met them before or they're a friend of mine or we go way back. Um, This is a person I have never spoken with before that day, just a few DMs and, and that's really it. And uh, so I was a little nervous and for it to vibe out and work out as well as it did, um, you know, I was like, oh, man, this is going great. And then an hour, an hour into the podcast, my Wi-Fi cuts out. Shout out Xfinity. Thank you so much for that, Jesus. And, um, and I wasn't even panicking at first. I was like, um, I was like. You know, you know. I'll just we we, we were almost done. I had a lot of good content. I'll just publish what I have. Was unable to even do that because I'm doing it live, just like I am with you. So like, there's like a process where it converts it from live to like saved on Instagram, and that process got interrupted by the Wi-Fi cutting off. So like I said, this is episode 45 of Dreadful Talk, um, and episode 45 was supposed to be last week. So no, I didn't take a week off. And no, nothing weird's going on with the podcast. I just had a really, really super unfortunate thing happen last week. Um, Beer Kapoor, um, you can look him up on Instagram. He's a super cool guy. Um, His MMA, you know, COVID's really kind of put a halt on his MMA career. Um, But he's a super interesting guy. And, um, you know, everybody kept saying, reschedule it, reschedule it. He's down to reschedule it. I'm even down to reschedule it. It's just this weird thing when we do these live podcasts. Like, the, the best part about a live podcast Is that it's so authentic and it's so just real and it's so in the moment and it's so unscripted like those are all like some of the best things about this whole genre and so just I want to wait a while before I reschedule it that way you know I'm not an actor I'm not here to tell you I'm an actor or like I'm not trying to like fake a surprise to an answer or like you know fake being interested on some shit I've already heard before so like i said i'm super looking forward to running that one back me and bo bradshaw we still got to run it back too that's this is the second time that's happened i have two episodes lost to the ether so yeah me and ron Beer have to run it back me and bo bradshaw have to run it back but yeah thanks everybody for being patient sorry there wasn't an episode last week there really was an episode and it was lost so no days off no weeks off over here um still been pumping out the beefy boys content on my mma podcast if you haven't checked that out please go subscribe um this one's lag lagging behind dreadful we'll talking subscription so if you have any interest in mixed martial arts specifically the ufc um go follow and subscribe beefy boys breakdown wherever you get your podcast whether it be YouTube for video or audio platforms. And um we were actually yeah, Beefy Boys is pretty cool. We we were got written up in a blog. We were ranked like 30 out of 45 um on on MMA podcast or on UFC podcast. And um so I think it's on blogfeed.com um that they, they ranked. And at first I was like, "Oh, is it just another bunch of, you know, small podcasts?" But no, there were big-time podcasts on that list like Kenny Florian and some other people. So it was an honor to be on that list um I put the a link to that list in the um the video description of my last couple of beefy boys videos so if you're interested in checking out that list. Um yeah so this episode's gonna be a little bit different. I am going solo. I do have a topic, but before we dive into that topic, I'm just kind of addressing a few things that a couple people may be wondering about. And um, just kind of letting you know some things that's happened in my life. I think that's another cool thing about the podcast genre as opposed to, like, some TV show. I mean, not to be an asshole, but, like, if I'm watching the news or some, you know, TV's cable show, like, I don't really care what happens whenever the camera cuts off. I'm just here for the show. But, like, it's like, I don't know. I feel like podcasting's a little more personal. It's a little bit more intimate. You may want to know what's been going on in my life. And kind of where I'm at. So, I'm going to touch on that a little bit. But I do have some things I want to get into. Um, also, it's been, I think, two weeks since I've done a burrito review. I just kind of want to address that elephant in the room. Um, no, I'm not done doing burrito reviews. Um, I want to make that clear. Um, I will do more burrito reviews in the future. Um, now, will they be every week? That's, I'm probably pumping the brakes on that. Um, you know, it is. I am human. And I, um, you know, I have my other podcast, I have this podcast, I do all the editing, all the promotion, make all the thumbnails for both, um, all the uploading, all the, yeah, social media accounts, all that stuff, um, and I initially did the burrito reviews as a way to kind of drive traffic to my Dreadful Talk channel, and it was successful at that. If you go and look at my YouTube channel, um, the burrito reviews have more views than the podcast episode, so it was it was achieving its goal. It was bringing people in, and um, it was I mean, it was a lot of fun. It's still, you know, it is a lot of fun. Like I said, I'm not done. Um, however, just so I do this show on either Wednesday or Thursday, I do my burrito reviews on Friday, and then I do Beefy Boys pretty much every Sunday. So, just trying to do all three of those consistently and give my best effort, present my best self, put my best foot forward on all three of those every single week. It was, um, it was becoming a little bit of a challenge and starting to feel like more like something I had to do as opposed to something I love doing or want to do. And, um, I just don't want to wear myself out or wear myself thin, or, you know, this is a fun thing and this is, something that i do enjoy and want to continue to enjoy and so that's why i just kind of needed to give myself a break and it also happened to coincide with some stressful stuff happening to me i'll get into some of that not all of it but some of it let you guys in behind the scenes a little bit and um so burrito reviews are not done they are probably going to slow down a little bit and like i want to i i hate it i i don't know i don't want to like Force it like I want to find really really good places and places that have been recommended and I don't want to just like search a place on Apple Maps and pull up and have it, and have it be some weird bullshit or I don't know like I uh, I just kind of wanted to be a little more selective so I did need a kind of a break from the burrito reviews um, so they did help my channel out a lot. And I do really enjoy doing them. I also wanna branch out a little bit. I wanna do some, I think like some blunt rap reviews, like some hemp blunt rap reviews, especially with the news coming down today that flavored cigars are gonna be banned. And I know people thought that was gonna affect cigar smokers, but I don't think people are, they probably did take into account how much it affects stoners and blunt smokers. And I've transitioned to hemp wraps and raw cones, which I have a raw cone twisted right right here. And you know, just a little more concern for my body. I'm like, I'm not a tobacco smoker. So why am I smoking so much tobacco? Like I used to smoke seven, eight once a day when I was younger, swisher sweets. And you know, we, you empty out the tobacco, but that, that paper still ain't great for you. And, I mean, I guess it come back with, well, no smoke is great for you, but I, I think I'll take my chances with all natural hemp as opposed to tobacco and trusting the tobacco companies. And I did—I I always talk shit on tobacco companies and who likes tobacco companies, and I was giving them, you know, hundreds if not thousands of my dollars per year. So I had to cut that out for sure. So I think I want to, like, start educating people on different brands of uh, hemp wraps because they're not all created equal, Um that I know some people will like buy a hemp wrap, try it, not like it, and then be like, see, I knew that shit would be wet. That's what I mean. And then go back to either Backwoods or Swishers. And, and so, you know, I definitely want to put some people on game to some better ones, some brands to avoid, maybe do some live on air comparing and contrasting. You know, who doesn't like to, you know, like I said, I, I like smoking weed as much as I like eating burritos. So, you know, so I might, I might switch it up and do some like blunt wrap reviews. Maybe even, like, some local beer reviews, perhaps. I know that's kind of niche. I don't know. That's what kind of sucks. Like, I want to reach a broad audience. And if I'm, you know, reviewing beers you can only get in San Jose, California, you know, it's not going to be very relevant to other people. But I know people do like craft beer and IPAs, and I'm surrounded by amazing local breweries. So, I said, burrito Review's not dead. If anything, they're going to expand and branch out. But, like I said, and so I... I just, I have a sense of loyalty to my Beefy Boys podcast because, man, my boy Harrison is the most solid partner a guy could ask for. You know, he'll stay up all night watching the cards after work and still wake up and do the podcast with me in the morning. And he's just, he's never missed an episode, never had a single lame excuse, never hit me with not a single you know drop a bullshit in 44 episodes and so have a tremendous sense of loyalty to that have a tre- tre- tremendous sense of loyalty and priority to this it literally has my face and not technically my name on it but you get what I'm saying my this one uh, you know my face is literally the logo it represents me so if i if i had to pick something to kind of scale back on and give myself some breathing room on it is the burrito reviews, you know. Like that's the only thing that was like extra. Like I didn't have a sense of loyalty to it. Like I said, the whole reason I started doing them to begin with was to drive traffic to my Dreadful Talk uh, YouTube channel. And, uh, and I succeeded in doing that. And like I said, it's not done. It'll expand. Um, but yeah, I just didn't want either of these podcasts to become an, an, an afterthought. Um, you know, to the burrito reviews. And I didn't want the burrito reviews to take away from the quality and effort that I put into either one of these main projects. So I think I've gone in enough on that. Got some beautiful platinum cookies left over from 420. I've noticed, man, lately some of the only times I smoke actual flour is on the podcast because I hate like You know, taking the time to pause, especially if I'm doing a solo episode like this, to take a dab. And I'm sure the torch sounds like shit to you guys listening on audio. But yeah, in my personal life, I almost exclusively transitioned to dabbing, which is so funny because I always said I would never do that when I first moved out here from Oklahoma. When I first moved out here from Oklahoma, I almost exclusively smoked Swisher Blunts. And... I swore I was never going to quit smoking blunts or flour flower like all these dang Californians and look at me now. What a hypocrite. But for real, man, save your lungs and stop giving your money to the tobacco industry. Fuck them flavored cigars. I know a lot of people are butthurt about that right now and bummed out. You can't get your berry vanilla backwoods or whatever the fuck it is. Y'all smoking, man. Step in the cone, taste your weed, you know get a nice bong, learn learn to roll some good joints yourself. I don't know, man. When I was, I, I heard all these same talking points like when I was young and would smoke blunts and old heads would always be like, oh, that shit's bad for you, you can't taste it, I would roll my eyes, but now I'm that exact same, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the get off my grass, quit smoking blunts guy. What can I say, it's the truth. When people are right, people are right, you know. I uh, hope everybody had a good 420. I know a lot of podcasts did like a 420 special episode and all that, and every episode is 420 when you a dreadful talker, beefy boy. So I didn't feel the need for that. Um, you know, I had a nice 420 myself. Got some cheap concentrate, took advantage of some of the sales, and definitely got high. But you know, it's not too much different from a normal day for me. So I said I appreciate the sales, but. Also not hating on you if you went balls out for 420 and had a big old fucking had a big deal out of it. Good for you, I'm not. Some people are trying to like hate on 420 from like, a, oh, like I know Tom Segura's been clowning it on Instagram, like, oh, you need a special day to smoke weed? Like, no, I understand the fun and like everybody's smoking at the same time or maybe smoking more than you usually would or, you know, just having fun with it. Trying a new cannabis product uh, that you wouldn't normally try. I, I get all that, it's all good. Now, it's kind of already happening, but in, in 10 years or 15 years, is 420 going to be every bit as commercial as like Valentine's Day? Yeah, it is. I mean, right? And we can't have nothing nice. Everything gets just, you know, squeezed for every drop and just kind of, in the words of the wise Vinnie Rossetti, wrote hard and put up wet. I feel like every good idea just gets just, you know, used and abused and thrown to the side. Probably what'll happen was four twenty, but enjoy the ride, people. Enjoy the ride. So mentioned earlier that I was gonna go into some stuff happening in my personal life. Um I so you might remember way back on episode twenty-four of the dreadful talk, we're currently on episode forty-five. So it's been, you know, months and months and months. My 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 truck was stolen by my own Let's just say my father, he's not my biological dad, but a guy I grew up calling dad, flew all the way out to California to steal my truck. Won't go into more detail. If you're curious, go check out episode 24 of Dreadful Talk and give that episode a like while you're at it. Um, and so, you know, that really sucked, and, and, you know, that was really unexpected, as you can imagine, and I was left without a vehicle. And um, a family friend, um, a kind of a friend of a friend, like a, a you know a, a good friend of of a good friend. Um, you know, I talk about my uncle all the time on here. That's not really my uncle. <laughs> actually, one of my former guests, Dylan Walker Chargin, his dad. Um, shout out Uncle Nick. Um, he, a friend of his, and kind of the people I've met through that kind of circle, came through and actually gave me a free car. Because he felt bad for me. He felt bad for me that I needed a car and that, I, and that that happened to me. Fucking crazy, right? Like, I mean, mind you, it was a 96 Honda Civic. You know, it wasn't a Rolls Royce. But I was so thankful for it. And just thought that was the nicest thing. You know, like I said, he it was kind of a friend of a friend. It's not like he knows me super, super well. or It's not like he owes me any favors. And he sure as hell doesn't owe me a free car. And, uh, but man... And, I, and I, I, I'd, like, regained faith in humanity. I was like, man, maybe the world doesn't suck so bad in, in, after all. Like I got a, somebody caring enough to give me a free car. Wow. And I, and, and that still remains true. And shout out to Smiley. You know who you are. Thank you so much for, for that, brother. And I'm so sorry for how it turned out. Because what I'm getting to is, um, so... Uh, it's probably about a month ago at this point, maybe a little longer. I, uh, like, between three and five weeks, I have the worst memory of shit like that. Um, I'll be, like, the worst, like, witness ever. But, uh, that's good, because I don't do no snitching anyway, but, but, uh, but, man. And, and yeah, also, I want to say, it's all, you think it's all fun and games living in California till you ain't got no fucking air conditioning, man. It ain't all fun and games, but, uh. But back, back so I, I wake up, and uh, me and my wife, it's early in the morning. I take my morning dab, and we walk my dog around the block, and um, it's, it's like one of the first things I did when I woke up wasn't, and I just took a dab, so I wasn't, like, fully aware, and so we walk all the way around the block, and it wasn't until we get back on our street, and we walk it for the second time, that my wife's like, hey, babe, where'd you park last night? I, um... And I was like, right? And it wasn't one of the... And mind you, I didn't drink the night before. I didn't take any strong edibles or weird drugs or anything. It wasn't like a dude where's my car situation. I uh, I was like, I parked right. And right when I looked over there, there was a fucking empty parking spot. My car got stolen. And, um... And goddamn, you know, you, I called the cops. And then they, um... They they're like oh yeah they love those old Hondas just like if you if you own an old Honda in in San Jose just like be be okay with it being stolen is pretty much just like their attitude which I didn't really wasn't a big fan of but I kind of see their perspective auto theft is a hard crime to prevent and even a kind of a hard crime to punish in a lot of cases um so but. And mind you, I know one ended up being my dad, dad, but in air quotes, but for, for lack of better terms, I had, for, like, essentially, I had two cars stolen in a matter of a couple of months, maybe three or four months apart. I had I had two cars stolen in front of the same house in the same neighborhood. And so I'm very familiar with the process at this point of what happens when you get a car stolen in San Jose. And each time... The the police officer that took the report told me they guarantee you three if they find your car they guarantee you three phone calls plus a call to your backup number which I gave my wife's number obviously and so I these fucking cocksuckers man and they tell you that they're calling from a block from an unknown number so if you miss a call you can't call them back I had one missed call from an unknown number. They never gave me my other two calls, and they never called my wife at all, and they didn't leave a voicemail, these motherfuckers. And so I get a letter in the mail three days after they find my car. And, of course, for each one of those days, cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Every, as anybody that's dealt with a towed car, impound knows every fucking day, you know, Every day that your car's in there is more money and your bill gets higher. And in most cases, it's because you got drunk and left your car at the strip club or you parked somewhere fucked up you shouldn't have parked to begin with or usually you did something wrong to kind of deserve it, quote-unquote. Me, I was the victim of a crime. The police officers didn't do their job and I, I got a punch. So by the time I get the letter, my, I, I get the letter, and late as no, man, I got my letter an hour before that place closes. So then they um, have an hour, and they tell me it's going to be $700 to get it out. I said it's a ninety-six dollars This car is more than 20 years old. And so the car is probably barely, not even really worth $700. Plus, I got a thing I got to pay to fix the window Uh they busted to steal it. So I pretty much got my car, I feel like, leave it in the comments below if I'm tripping. Like, I got my car stolen a third time by the goddamn police not doing their fucking job right. And said, they guarantee you, they promise, they like over say it a bunch of times. We'll give you three calls. Because they make it seem like you're not like going to answer like, like, oh, you better answer because you only get three calls. They say it over and over again how you get three calls. I got one fucking call And no, no, I didn't see it and hang up. I legit didn't have my phone. I don't know if I was in the shower or skating. I don't know what the fuck I was doing, but yeah. So I've been dealing with some bullshit in my personal life. That's another reason. And the reason why I say all that is to bring it full circle is the reason why I've been kind of, I needed a break. And the burrito reviews is kind of where I saw the opportunity to take that break. So that being said, then I forgot this, man, who hasn't had their mental health affected by this year of COVID? And, man, I've really not talked much about my feelings of COVID on this podcast. Um, Essentially, intentionally, you know, at first, the first couple of months of COVID, that's all anybody was talking about. And I figured we were all burnt out on it and would like to talk about something else. Um, and then it got super political in nature. And... I think I was so busy, like, avoiding it, talking about it, even in my own personal life, that I never really took that second to acknowledge, like, the the drain that it's taken on me. Am I, I'm out here in the Bay Area of California, where, like, I know other parts of the country are opener up, in the words of the great Andrew Schultz, but... Here in California, I mean, they're starting to open her up, but she's still pretty tight. You know, you got a couple more turns on the lid before that jar pops open out here. and, uh, and, And so, you know, we've had some of the strictest measures, you know, which I get, you know, densely populated areas. I'm not that against it as some other people. But just, you know, a year of not hugging your friends, a year of you know no concerts a year of no in person sporting events a year of not going to your favorite bar a year of not eating inside your favorite restaurant these are all things that have happened to me and my wife and i've just been trying to you know keep it pushing and roll with the punches and, and you know what can you do just are you going to complain about it it's always that i haven't but i guess that's what i'm doing now because i was just feeling kind of depressed and i kind of had to just like i said i mean all of that shit had to like factor in as to why so like i said between all of that and my car I, I just needed kind of a break and um you know i am human i just wanted to have an honest moment with you guys give you a peek behind the scenes i know i like what some of my favorite podcasters do that you know uncle joey Theo, you know, they kind of let you know what's going on in their life a little bit. I just wanted to let you know, like, I've been I've been playing ball. I've been adhering to all these strict California rules out here for COVID. And, like, this is how I know I'm just over it, man. I was in Walmart last night with my wife buying some groceries, and I found myself for the first time. We're in an aisle. We're in an aisle all by ourselves. It's not busy in Walmart. In an aisle, all by myself, and I might let my mask let down below my nose, and, and and you know my wife wasn't super thrilled with me about that, and but and I just and I haven't done that once this whole time, but I I just that's how you know I'm over. I'm just over. Like okay, if I'm the only one in this aisle, why the fuck do I need a mask on? Like what 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 are we doing here? And I haven't felt that way really this whole time. I'm just. I'm just over it. I, I'm really getting frustrated with the whole situation, which I know I'm not alone. Um, like I, but, I mean, I'm not full-blown opener up either. Like, I'm not trying to, like, you know, go to, you know, the UFC 15,000 no-mask seat no mask event. Like, that's not really where I'm at either. And it's I find myself kind of in a, on an island out here because I feel like this is an issue. You're either all the way opener up Or you're all the way, you know, let's wear masks in our own home, you know, while we kiss our wives. Like, I feel like there's not a whole lot of middle ground here. And I'm just like, man, can I just like, you know, use discretion? Like, what happened to use discretion? Like, you know, apply some level of, you know, making smart decisions. And especially out here in California, a lot of those decisions have been like taken away from us. And, but like I said, I'm not trying to have full-blown Wild West either. Like I said, I just feel like a little ability to make my own choice for myself would be nice. And then like that goes to the vaccine situation. I've currently chosen not to get it. Um, pretty unpopular choice these days, I think it's safe to say. Um, I'm not an expert, not a medical expert. This is not medical advice. Um, I just like little things like I'm. I, I'm not anti-vax. Like I have all the other vaccines, like like a polio vaccine, where a hepatitis vaccine, all those shots you get when you're like a baby and a little kid, and the ones that you get before you have to go to college. Like I've had all those. Like, I'm not like anti-vax. So I definitely not. The, like I said, I'm definitely not trying to lump myself in with those psychos. Um, I just. Like certain things like, oh, this vaccine, you know, maybe only lasts nine months. Like, oh, dang, like none of my other vaccines only lasted nine months. Like that polio shot I got when I'm five is still good. And I said, I'm not a doctor. I'm sure somebody has some super smart explanation, but there's just certain shit like that, that I'm not like, and I'm not currently in a position where I'm with a work, you know, with a bunch of people, if I had a job at Target or Walmart, I'd probably feel differently. I'd probably be signing up to get the vaccine. But at this current phase of my life, you know, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm there. Um. So that's just where I'm at, you know, with masks and vaccine. Like I said, I've been kind of avoiding the topic. I said, I've been playing ball this whole time, you know. Um, I didn't want to get anybody else sick more so than I was afraid of getting it myself, which is good, you know, I think more people need to think about other people, you know, when it comes to this whole COVID situation. And I know some of you are probably out there like, oh, well then you're contradictory then, because you said you're, you're tired of your mask and you don't want to get the vaccine. But, and I think that's a conversation, like why can't we have some nuance there? I think we're learning in this whole conversation that the overlap between personal choice and and what's good for the group is like a Venn diagram. It's not so much like a black and white, which side are you on? There's, I think we're learning in this COVID process that there's some overlap between personal choice and personal freedom. And then like government thinking macro, not micro of like what's good for everybody. And I think there's some overlap there that really is some gray area that really is the reason why we can't really seem to agree on any of this. Um, and man, and so, like I said, I've been going through some stressful times and, and having some stressful thoughts, as I'm sure a lot of you have. And I, um, you have to find ways to deal with that. You have, to, healthy ways. I'm not talking about, even as somebody who smokes, I'm not talking about just smoking or drinking or popping any kind of pill. Like, you got to exercise. You got to get out and get some sunlight. And I happen to do that through skateboarding. You may see my shirt, Go Skate. And, and, man, skateboarding has really, the two things that have kept me sane and have kept just my fucking car on the road in all this hectic, unprecedented times is skateboarding and watching MMA. And I know those are two like chaotic things. Like, damn, how do you find peaceful in those two chaotic things? But it's like, when I'm skating, that's all I'm doing. I'm not thinking about anything else in the whole world. Because if you are, you're either going to suck or you're going to eat shit. And then when, I, when I'm watching fighting, there's something so refreshing about boiling down all the bullshit in this world where every sentence you read every commercial that comes on tv like like anything that somebody says to you there's like five different layers and nothing means what it means anymore and nobody means what they say and say what they means and there's a lot of misdirection and and and, you know agenda and, and and it's just hard to get direct to the point sometimes and man is there nothing more direct to the point than two men For women, shout out to all those badass lady MMA fighters. Love watching you guys. Totally, My favorite women's sport to watch by far. Um, And I think Mixed Martial Arts leagues do the best job of promoting their female um, champions and athletes. So shout out to the Mixed Martial Arts community. Um, You do get some cringy MMA fans. I'm part of a lot of MMA groups. And obviously having an MMA podcast, you get comments of like, I mean, there's the cringy male MMA fan that, like, just thinks that, like, you know, the chicks are hot and all that. And, 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 you know, and some of them are hot. Like, there's nothing wrong with them being hot, but, like, you gotta... You gotta appreciate what they're doing, their skill set. And you you gotta... You gotta appreciate it for that. Like, hell, some of the dudes are good-looking. You know what I'm saying? If you're you're in that good of shape and, and that committed to your craft, the physical craft, like mixed martial art, like, yeah, there's not gonna be a ton of ugly you know, fighters into this some, do will get it twisted, there's some. But, uh, I think, I think, I think MMA does a good job of, of handling the whole female athlete dynamic, but definitely better than some other leagues. And I think it helps that their league is connected to, like, like, they're both signed to the UFC. It's not like the women's UFC, like you see the WNBA and then the men's NBA. I think that helps a lot. I think that, like, low-key if the NBA did buy the WNBA and kind of kind of like have a UFC type situation where you have the same kind of machine pushing both sides I think that would go a long way to help women's sports but someone might argue differently um and, I, and like I said I know these solo episodes aren't for everybody I do appreciate the hardcore drip talk fans that stick in and give me listens and views on these solo episodes. I know I love having guests as much as everybody. Um, don't get it twisted, but I don't. I never want to let my ability to book a guest like impact my ability to put on a show. And um, I would like a couple of people out there that don't mind actually listening to the sound of my voice, since it is my podcast. Um, so you know, there's a couple of factors there. It is good to practice. I don't get to practice as much as I like, which is a good problem to have because I've been having so many badass, talented, you know, amazing guests on, and I love you know each and every one of them. Appreciate all the time I get any guest has ever lent this show for real because it's I'm not paying them, um, you know, and they are getting you know limited you know promotion from being on my show, so they're really doing it as a solid to me. So anybody that's ever came on or is coming on. In the coming weeks, which I do have some really fun guests coming on in the next couple weeks. I'm not going to leave y'all hanging. Y'all get more than just the old Dom. Um, but, yeah, in the next coming weeks, we've got some fun guests. Um, so, uh, you know, nothing's written in blood yet, but it's looking promising for the next couple weeks. You know, I'm, I'm, one of them might even be somebody I, mean, I really look up to a lot. And then the other one is somebody that just is really kicking ass and is super inspiring. So, yeah, looking forward, looking forward to these next couple weeks, and you should, too. Ain't I such a tease? Alright. And now, I want to get to, essentially, the meat and potatoes of this podcast. The title of this episode is going to be Hungry vs. Humble. I know some people are like, Jesus, took you long enough to get to the point. But, like I said, this, this episode I have been serve multiple purposes but humble hungry versus humble now this is a kind of philosophical thing I have been I don't know if struggling's the right word I may some days it is um that's for sure wrestling with contemplating kicking around in my head I've been I've been thinking about this for a long time since college since I was playing football still and uh, that's where this kind of idea first came into my, I don't know lexicon is the word consciousness. I be, first become aware of this kind of philosophical tug of war between these two words on am Hungry and humble. There's other words, you can insert synonyms. I like the alliteration there from this former English major. <laughs> hungry versus humble. Um, can you be hungry? And no, I'm not talking about that stomach grumbling you hear sometimes in hour three of a beefy boys breakdown. I'm talking about hungry, like um uh, like desire, like you want more, like you're you know, and not everybody has hunger. Like either if you've been born with a silver spoon in your mouth, you know, I I'm largely this I've had i I've had this before, I had in other episodes. I'm talking to people that come from not having a silver spoon in their mouth, people that had to kind of get it out of the mud, people that had to kind of start from scratch, people that behind the eight ball, people that know the struggle, people that have, you know, not came from advantageous situations. Um You know, that type of hunger, that type of I'll do anything to get out of here. And you see it in like young fighters. You see it in young athletes. Like I said, I, I first, this concept first came to mind when I was still playing football. 18-year-old Dominic with a fucking chewed your arm off to get what I wanted, you know, um, and, and that type of hunger, that, that, that I got to get the fuck out of here type of hunger, um, that hunger that can't be recreated, the hunger that some say Connor McGregor's lost, um, what, what is it, that, um, you know, the it's hard to get up and run when you're sleeping in silk sheets type of situation, that type of hunger, and I ain't got no silk sheets yet, But it's, but the other thing is humble. I think we'd all agree that being humble is a positive character trait. Nobody says, I really fucking hate that asshole because of how humble he is. That fucking humble cocksucker. No, nobody says that. We all think, like, you know, if you have a daughter, you probably want her to grow up and marry a dude that's humble. You know, if you own a business and you're hiring employees, you probably want to hire somebody humble. You know, unless you're drafting a, a first round cornerback in tonight's NFL draft, that's about the only thing you don't want somebody humble for. You want a cocky son of a bitch to be your starting corner. But besides that, besides that, unless you're Kobe Bryant, it's it's probably better to be humble. And, and But can you be, so we, we, we all agree it's good to be humble. And especially if you're trying to improve yourself out of a bad situation, you, you damn sure better be hungry. But can you have your cake and eat it too? Can you be hungry and humble at the same time? Man, I've struggled with this for a long time and, and, and spoiler alert, I don't have the answer. I don't have the answer if you can be hungry and humble at the same time. I... I, I feel like it kind of goes in waves. Like, I'll, feel, I'll be out I'll of like a month or two where I'm hungry. And then I'll have a, a month or two where I'm like kind of, you know, grateful. Or just maybe even if it's just slight moments late at night watching my dog and my wife sleep or something. you just like, you're thankful. Like, damn. You know, I've had it a lot worse. I know other people have it a lot worse. You know, I, uh, or even like, man, like all, the other day I, was, I went to Half Moon Bay. I was just at the beach with my wife and my dog. And, and, uh, you know, and it was a good old time. I had a beer and I was like, damn, this ain't too damn bad, is it? You know, this is pretty good. I, uh, I, I, I wasn't feeling hungry in that moment. I was feeling humble in that moment and thankful, kind of humble, thankful, grateful, you know, but that can bleed into complacent and, and negative words, right? Um, that fucking balance, and I think I think the most successful people achieve this balance. Like I mean, people I'm talking like you know I'm a sports head. People like Tom Brady, you know. Actually, no, Tom Brady's not humble at all. He's he'll tell you he's the best motherfucker on planet Earth, and he's not wrong. But like, so that's what I'm saying. I struggle to find examples of humble and hungry. Like like I said, I think I think Conor McGregor is a good thing. Now, Conor McGregor, you still want to use the word humble to describe him, but you would probably. I bet that's a per public persona he puts on. I bet when Conor McGregor wakes up in his million-square-foot house and, you know, his wife's probably there naked next to him and then, you know, kid hear the kid laughing in the next room and, you know, and you've made it. I bet in those moments, and the public will never see those moments, I bet in those moments Conor McGregor's a humble man. Um, but we would also kind of all agree that Conor McGregor is not as hungry as he used to be. And, and it's affected his performance, you know, it, uh, definitely in the octagon for sure. And and it's like, can't, is it possible to be hungry and humble at the same time? I, I struggle. Leave in the comments below. said GSP. Yeah, thank thank you for that. Leave it in the comments. Yeah, um, GSP. That's a good one. That's a good one. He is humble. I think at this point, his humbleness, like, if it was on a scale, his humbleness is weighing down the hunger at this point. Now, I understand that's a man that's seen it all, done it all, been to the mountaintop already. I think at this point, though, as we sit today in 2021, GSP is definitely more humble than hungry, as he should be, as he should be. I think whenever he was in his prime and, you know, on top of the world, I think he did strike a pretty damn good balance and is a pretty... Damn good example of that, and that's what made him such a special human being, right? And that isn't that why he's so you like revered to this day, and 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 why MMA fans refuse to put Kamara Usman in the same sentence as him, and and it's it's because um, Poirier, hungry and humble, I I think. I think he he's a good one and he does strike a good balance. And I think it goes to my point, there's no such thing as the perfect 50-50 balance. I don't think you can use the word hungry to describe 2021 Poirier, in my humble opinion, because 2021 Poirier turned down the belt. Now, he turned it down for money, which is reasonable. I'm not saying he made the wrong choice, but I don't think a hungry... You can say hungry for money, but I don't think he's that hungry for money either at this point. I think, but yeah, hungry versus humble for those joining me live. Thanks for tuning in. i um, oh, sorry, <laughs> keep rolling, turning off my ring light accidentally. But yeah, hungry versus humble, and there are and, but those those people that do manage to strike that balance between hungry and humble are some of the most successful. And beloved people out there whether you're talking MMA or really any other profession or walk of life um and, and I feel like they compete at least with me and I can't speak for everybody and I would never attempt to but what, speaking for my own self and kind of my own internal struggle with this I feel like when I'm hungry I'm not humble like when I'm feeling hungry like Austin has the food off your plate like when I'm hungry like like when I'm hungry, I'm the furthest thing from humble. Like I'm trying to, you know, when my back's against the wall, like when I'm hungry, like I, I humble is furthest thing from my mind. And then, like I said, in those moments, like I alluded to earlier, where I'm on the beach with my wife and dog and life is good, I'm the furthest thing from hungry. I don't want anything else. right there in that moment. And life's like that, right? Peaks and valleys and highs and lows and, and zooming in and zooming out. But just me, and I feel like other people out there can relate to that. Like, uh, and then when does humble turn into complacency, right? Because like it, I still kind of stand by the, the roots of this philosophical debate that if you're truly, truly humble, then you, you, you kind of by definition shouldn't really be like striving for more. Like, in my opinion, my definition of humble is like, you're cool with what you got. You're thankful for what you got. Um, you, you're, you're, you're really, like I said, appreciative for what you got. You're not like, if you're having a moment of being humble, you're not like, you can't in that same breath be like, comma, but I want more. Like, that's not humble, at least in my, in my, in my humble opinion, um, Terrible, I know, sorry, um, but, uh, but yeah, hungry versus humble, and like I said, I think the people that, that strike this balance the best are some of the people that, that we admire the most in society, um, but I still think there's like a moment, right, where that scale is passing from hungry to humble, like, Khabib comes to mind. But I think I think that's the, one of the real reasons Khabib retired is because that hunger was starting to turn into humble and appreciation and happiness of where his life's at. Like, and I said it's the oldest cliche, but it is, and I know Khabib still physically runs all the time, but, like, the whole waking up and running five miles in silk sheets, like, I so said, I'm far from having silk sheets, but coming even from my like i mean i mean like, this is no pity party but just my background you know i may wake up some morning to get ready for school may not have no hot water oh my alarm didn't go off because the electricity got cut off now that wasn't all the time that was rare like I said i'm not trying to have nobody feel sorry for me but you know i come from my like, humble beginnings you know in, in small oklahoma towns and um and 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 even just being here, like I said, having those moments where I'm on the beach, or you know, uh, you know, just out here in California, happy, and you know, getting by. Hell, I said I grew up without having to go to the public library to do a computer project because I didn't have a laptop or internet. That type of shit. The fact that I can do this from my phone, I got my laptop right here and my internet, even though it wants to cut out and cost me podcast episodes sometimes. But like those simple little victories, like. To somebody, and I've seen it happen before, this is kind of the second part of this, is is I've seen talented people, very talented people, and I'm trying not to add myself to this list, um, and I'm not going to say any names, but I've seen super talented people that, and they come from nothing, and they think, so like, they're no longer here, they're here, but they have all the ability in the world to get to here. But they think because they're not here, that like they're good. It's that complacency. That's like when humble, the complacency starts to turn into a negative thing and hold you back from reaching your potential. I've seen that. Or it's like people, it's like, okay, if all you're around is like, for lack of better terms, losers, are people not doing anything with their lives. And you're like not reaching your full potential, but yet you're doing better than these losers you're exposed to. I've seen people be like, just check out, be like, oh well, I've won. Like I'm not with in the same category as like the bottom rung of losers in society. So, but so that they they lose that hunger, that hunger versus humble. They're grateful because they know. And, and I said, I'm I'm when I say they, I'm really saying me. Like, like. I'm, you know, slightly above that bottom rung. Not, you know, barely, you know, different people have different definitions of that. But I've been in that bottom rung, and I'm living better now. So I think I can say that for myself. But, and it's like, you you know it can get worse. And you know it has been worse. And and you know, you know, a couple things don't shake your way, and you could be right back there on the bottom rung. And so do you, uh, and I've seen people, I know it all too well, people close to me, people I love. That you're like, well, I'm doing better than them, so like I can't be doing that bad, or like I must be doing something right, or that type of mentality. And that's that that's when you start to lose that humble versus hunger war. That's why gun to my head have to choose. I think I would rather have the hungry, I think it leads you more to success, but there's a caveat to that, and you see it all the time from successful people, that they say if you're truly that hungry, you'll never feel full. Think about that, how many documentaries or whatever the case may be, podcasts, have you seen where somebody's like, whether it be winning a championship, making million dollars, winning a Grammy, whatever goal that is you set, if you're truly that damn hungry, like that hungry, like like Michael Jordan, just Kobe level hungry, where like just insatiable, then they say are so that I, I don't know what it feels like to be like that, but you I'll take I'll, I'll take it from the people that have done it. I'll, they almost all have the same story of you never scratch that itch, you never fully feel satisfied, and so isn't that a, I like a fucking like, a, you know, just the son of a bitch. You can't have your cake and eat it, too. You can be hungry enough to reach all the successful in the world, but it won't fulfill you if you're too much hungry. But if you're too much humble, you'll never have the success to begin with. Ain't that a motherfucker? This is the shit. See, and like. Some people would say me thinking about that shit is like anxiety. Like, so I think when some people have anxiety, they can't handle these type of thoughts. And sometimes these type of thoughts can be too much for me. But I think you're better off for thinking these things and kind of having these thoughts and having these little conversations with yourself and... You know, I think, I think there's nothing bad that can come from that. I think a lot of understanding. And if you've never had this conversation with yourself, if you're watching or listening, I think it would be really beneficial to say, like, where do you stand on the hunger to humble scale? Are you so thankful and grateful that it's not worse, that you're not reaching your full potential or doing as well as you possibly could be? cuz you're kind of resting on your laurels that you're doing better than the people around you or are you hungry and successful but that itch never feels scratched and you and you're so hungry that you're never full no nothing fills you up you got it, it, you, I think if we have an honest conversation with ourselves whatever side of that spectrum you're on I think we need to try to get more to the middle And I think it's like a teeter totter where, like, you know, the secret is like it's a game nobody wins. You can't balance right at 50 50. But I think if you're way over here, you need to strive to get closer to the middle. And if you're way over here, you need to strive to get closer to the middle. And I think all of us, myself included, would be a better version of ourselves if we did that. Hungry versus humble, man, I've been thinking about this for years, like I said, and it's one of those chicken or the egg kind of questions, in my opinion, of, I don't think there's really like a true, true answer, it's just, you try to get as close to that center line as you can, and as soon as you get close, the teeter-totter tips, and then you gotta balance the other way, uh, like, like, I've been skating lately, as my shirt says. It's like balancing a manual, you know? You, you go too far that way, you're scraping your tail and getting razor tail. You go too much that way, you're going to lose your manual and your wheels are going to touch. Uh, that sweet spot, which I suck at finding on a skateboard and in real life. Um, but in all seriousness, though, you know, right? Like, if you're, if you're somebody out there who's just hungry, like, all fucking... Eat the food off your plate to get, like, you're, you're never going to find, like, happiness or feel good about yourself. It, it doesn't matter if you're a CEO, if you have the biggest law firm, if you sell the most drugs, if, you're a, have all, if you win an NBA championship. If you're just that ultimate level of hungry, you'll never f- f- feel full no matter what type of heights you reach. And then I know a lot a lot of people. That's still probably a better problem to have than this next group of people who, like I said, just because you're doing better than the next man. Like, think about it like this. What if Usain Bolt only ever practiced with, like, high school kids? He would never have, like, gotten as good as he... He would have never found out how fast he was if he was, like, racing against other Olympians. Because you... So, like... If Usain Bolt was coming in first place at high school track practice the other every single day, and then was just like, "Oh well, I don't need to get any faster," then he would have never reached his full potential. And I feel like that's what a lot of us do in life. Like, and we all got different standards to it, right? It's like, "Oh well, I'm not homeless," or you know, "I'm not on food stamps," or um, you know, "Oh my kids have nice clothes," or you know, my car's paid off, or like these little trivial, like none of that shit matters at all, like what does that have to do with being the best version of yourself and reaching your full potential, it's not about comparing yourself to others, and and that goes for the person that's not doing so hot either, uh, that's a good way to not make progress either, is always comparing yourself to others, just focus, you know, stay in your way, focus on putting one foot in front of the other you can't be looking around at how fast these other cars are going you know you might need to walk your ass to the dealership still and they already got one so you know run your own race and, and comparing yourself to others doesn't do anybody any good really and it's not a way to make progress but like i said this is all stuff i like can inclu- i'm i'm including myself i'm not talking down to anybody i'm just If these are questions, I feel like that, like some people have never taken the time to really ask themselves and never really taken the time to think about and see where they stand. And maybe if you feel stuck in a rut or if you feel like, you know, just things could be going better, maybe one of these two things, whether it be being more hungry or being more humble, the answer could possibly lie within that, you know, or not. Like I said, I never claim to have all the answers, but I just... I love talking about these type of things. I knew whenever I was gonna do um, a solo episode this week, this was kind of the stuff I wanted to talk about and the kind of theme I wanted to have for the episode and and something that you know, because to talk by yourself, you know, you you can't fake the funk and it needs to be something that you really, you know, believe in or something that's really been on your mind and, and you know something that you can keep it real with the people about. Um, so, yeah, that's that's what has been on my mind, just that that philosophical debate of just hungry versus humble. Um, if you haven't go subscribe to my YouTube page yet, please go do that. Dreadful Talk podcast, um, you know, I appreciate that. Each subscribe helps. And then Beefy Boys Breakdown, subscribe to that as well. As I said, even if you're not a UFC fan, to just help your boy out. Do me a favor. Go sub to the Beefy Boys Breakdown. Or if you... If you um, If you're an audio podcast person, both of these podcasts are located wherever you get your audio podcasts, Um, but, you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify are probably the easiest ways to find them. Oh, man, this is episode 45 of Dreadful Talk, and are you too hungry or are you too humble? Either way, I think we need to kind of get closer to the center line, myself included, and I think we all just need to try to be the best versions of ourselves. And, and and like and, and and truly mean that, not just like hashtag it, you know. Like be like truly like make the adjustments needed to be a better version of, of all of ourselves, and, uh, and you know, if every single person, you know, gets a little bit better, then guess what? The world gets a little bit better, baby. And I think we're all tired of living in such a goddamn shitty world. Am I right? So let's let's do our part, and let's you know. Inch by inch, step by step, kind of take it take it back in the right direction, y'all. Dreadful Talk, please like, subscribe, share. Appreciate each and every one of y'all. Thank you so much. Got some big things coming in the coming weeks. Have a good one, y'all.